0: Hello and welcome to the C21 Podcast. My name's Jonathan Webdale. We hope you're safe and well, wherever you may be. Today we hear from the President of Ukraine, Volodymyr Zelensky, a former actor, writer and executive producer about the future of the nation's TV industry and its role in an ever-changing political and media landscape. And from leading producers from Starlight Media, Film UA Group and Ukraine TV Channel about the country's rapidly evolving TV drama market. Content Ukraine On Demand, the virtual version of C21's latest international TV conference, wrapped online earlier this month, featuring a range of keynote speakers, panel discussions, case studies and digital premieres. In an exclusive closing keynote interview, Ukrainian president Volodymyr Zelensky, a former actor, writer and executive producer, spoke to David Jenkinson about the future of the nation's TV industry and its role in an ever-changing political and media landscape. Here's the first part of their conversation. Tell us
1: about your career prior to uh, entering politics and uh, what the, uh, the the career before uh, that happened taught you for the job you do now. Uh, thank you.
2: It seems to me that uh, uh, my job right now, uh, the place I'm at, uh, I think it is impossible to get ready for this uh, by any means imaginable. The atmosphere itself, um, the format uh, you are working in, the people you meet and have to uh, cooperate with. It's not just um, about domestic politics, but most importantly about uh, foreign affairs. Um, and my responsibility as the guarantor of our constitution, the international politics. It is impossible to get used or get ready for the people you meet there. So in our language, in our media language, I understand it's about filmmaking and TV. Uh, This is improvisation. And in uh, politics, you have to improvise. I used to be good at it in my previous life, and um, I hope that I can do that now in my current position. Before that, um, I had a life, Um, I thought it was difficult, but now I understand that before I turned 40, I was on leave, basically.
1: As uh, an, an audiovisual expert, yeah. what do you think of the current state of the Ukrainian film and TV industry?
2: Uh, speaking of uh, Ukrainian filmmaking industry and TV, I can tell you that uh, they, n- this creative industry is not different uh, from any kind of sector and any kind of business in Ukraine. Um, because this is a business, um, and it is supposed to be a market thing, uh, some market relations should be arranged for this. If your economy is alright, if it is uh, growing, on the GDP on the rise, and um, the consumers uh, have interest and use some um, content, uh, pay for the content, buy the tickets, go to uh, the pictures or watch TV, pay TV and other platforms if they. Uh, can do that with the buying capacity following, the industry should grow. Because if people cannot afford um, uh, pay TV or pay views, uh, market relations, not gifts from the state, not subsidies from the state or the government. Um, no industry can develop in such conditions, as you can imagine, easily. There's another way to support the sad industries, and we're just starting it, because I used to be an actor in this industry, and um, I understand what uh, uh, filmmaking needs. Nowadays, we need a, a powerful market, we need uh, a strong uh, infrastructure, uh, the network, and without that, uh, it's like a uh, loan, getting a loan. The market can give you a loan uh, with 24% for the mortgage arrangement, but the state compensates so that it is 10% instead of 24 Otherwise, people wouldn't buy any mortgage uh, and develop the real estate industry. And filmmaking is no different. Uh, and uh, uh, if you cannot buy a ticket, or subscribe, uh, $20 a month uh, for the platform, or some uh, format for $70, like it is done in uh, Europe. You can um, pay two or five, um, and the rest should be compensated by the state. This is another way. This is compensation. This is providing money for... Production, uh, so that uh, people can uh, create uh, high-quality concert uh, directors, direct producers, produce, and actors act, and and do not uh, be beggars. And um, we need high-class performers because high-class performers, in all possible meanings, with good um, pay for their high-quality work, they can generate high-quality content. If content is not of quality, well, then um, it should compete in the market somehow. That's what the state should provide for. It should offer all the opportunities for market development, so that uh, the market, uh, not being competitive as it is now, should uh, produce uh, compatible contents. Um, um, Regardless of the fact that you understand the English-speaking audience, the English-speaking content, the English-speaking market, and the Ukrainian-speaking analog or any national uh, market in Polish and in Russian, they have a bigger market, of course. And uh, this market, uh, because of the linguistic barriers, and difficulties, let's say, it's smaller by definition, and it requires some support, some maintenance, let's say, uh, generally speaking. That's my observation.
1: Um, how, how does the perspective of an industry leader and a head of state differ? How, what's the the, the, the the path that you navigate between those two perspectives?
3: uh,
1: I started uh, my previous
2: answer responding to your question. I started answering this uh, already. If you want to be a leader, you should uh, generate some uh, high-quality content and some positive ideas, because this is uh, something that makes uh, you competitive as a head of state and your state by the same Token, it's not uh, like being ambitious about uh, leaving trace in history some footprint, but we should uh, make the difference and some changes for better because now we need positive development. Uh, Development is always positive. In my industry, my previous industry, I was thinking like a businessman without uh, losing the um, balance or the equilibrium between high quality content and uh, uh, driving people out of depression and some kind of humanitarian response to the problem and some responsibility for that matter, because people, uh, people uh, like creators are not uh, pointing any fingers at anyone, uh, no rights or wrongs, because um, you cannot be God in uh, filmmaking like in politics. There's one God, as we believe. And you are not, none of us is. Uh, so there's a depressing situation in um, economics because of the, of the pandemic, some warfare, uh, some intolerance uh, for different uh, things, and basically uh, n- nationalism and culture and economics. Uh, in many areas, in all the world, now everyone is protective about such things. So, filmmaking and TV and politics um, are not different in that aspect. They should be open, and um, that they should um, leave some positive um, impression. Uh, after this, uh, however banal it may sound, uh, uh, ins- that should inspire you to live on, to do things. In my view, uh, this is the reason uh, for our work. Uh, the on that. But um, uh, there are some people. Uh, who see that um, sense um, as their uh, raison d'etre because that's what they do life. That's their life.
1: What is the potential of the Ukrainian industry to be integrated more into the global media uh, landscape and what are the competitive advantages of companies in the local market?
3: Well, I think uh,
2: that uh, with... Um, correct positions with correct motivation for business
3: uh,
2: and the government uh, the uh, potential of Ukraine is very high because of the people that's our main resource um, Art business are um,
3: um, 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 both about
2: generation of ideas. Generation of ideas is about intellectual capacity, facility of I mean, a person or a people, and uh, intelligence and intellectual uh, capacity are different, in my opinion, because this is about IQ. It's about it's not always about your education. In the majority of cases, uh, it's not about education. Education is a helping thing to develop one's intellect, but uh, potentially Ukrainians because of different uh, uh, historical circumstances, uh, the survival quest, uh, they are very um, shrewd and uh, they can understand very quickly and adjust to new market um, conditions, so the HR potential is strong, with us and we can um, uh, make films, make TV, um, all the media, and with culture, we are not just creative, we are business-like, and that's good about our nation, that's uh, all about people. The human resources. Um, We have uh, differently view the pros and cons. We are not in the EU, or we are not in the Schengen. We do not share the currency, so we are very competitive because of less expensive or inexpensive um, uh, talent uh, in terms of cost. You can make uh, films or develop uh, cultural businesses, cultural industries in Ukraine with less investment.
3: Doctor, everything is a little bit
2: cheaper. Yeah. Um, This is uh, the second thing. And yes, uh, we always can find some risks um, because of inflation, devaluation, and such things. But nevertheless, uh, you can uh, make 10 or 100 times more in Ukraine because in Ukraine, uh, the economy is on the rise. It's emerging, mm, maybe not as quickly as we hoped, but vertically, steeply. And uh, we are going up. there are some risks, of uh, course, but there are more advantages. The third story is this. Uh, I am president, and uh, as a president, as one, I still have this background in filmmaking. And uh, understandably, I am going to support filmmaking, uh, film industry and TV uh, and all the creative industries in Ukraine for that matter. And we are about to offer a big strategy for development of uh, film industry in Ukraine, because uh, we should uh, put things right, not just with the content and the support of the content. Uh, there are uh, intellectual rights and protection on those rights. And the third issue is the infrastructure. Uh, We have it um, all right that locations to shoot to make films naturally we have more of them than the infrastructure, uh, the sets uh, prepared for production. So we should pave the way uh, to uh, the weights to such investments um, into the infrastructure and the new cluster of uh, filmmaking. Many people uh, are self-educated,
3: got to their
2: education somewhere abroad, and the education cluster for filmmaking, for media, the professional uh, cluster should be expanded in Ukraine uh, with engagement of such people. And I would like to draw attention to another piece of evidence uh, pointing to the necessity of uh, recognizing the Ukrainian market and its prospects. Uh, First of all, we tried to focus on the um, industries that uh, um, uh, generate some profit for uh, the government, uh, for the state, and uh, for private business. Uh, And we uh, started thinking in detail about improvements. We took IT, not uh, because it's uh, Definitely a priority, but because of the potential 240-250,000 IT specialists of the international level, uh, people active at that, this is the unique resource, and uh, they create the unique content. And we are number one in Europe in terms of our competitive position in the eastern part of Europe per capita. And we have all the figures to support that. And we actually um, produce several laws. In those laws, we have the tax um, incentives embedded, very attractive uh, incentives. That I had a meeting in the US with uh, Tim Cook, um, uh, CEO of Apple, and uh, Um, People can see the conditions and can appreciate that uh, we are uh, producing the best IT content, the best products, uh, have the best conditions. This is a step forward uh, in technology, but arts and media also... um, presently uh, impossible to imagine without uh, this platform, without this footing. And uh, I'm not uh, telling you about the exact format, I'm not prepared, I'm not ready, but uh, I uh, did that a bit, just to give you a, an example, a case study with the IT specialists. We would like to digitalize the uh, state. Uh, we would like to provide the necessary conditions uh, Uh, for them not just to be able to compete, but uh, to feel that uh, the recognition,
4: uh,
2: which is a very important need in its own right, because we are resetting all the state, all the government, all the digital services, and we invest uh, the soul, the market, the money, uh, the opportunities, and we are using their potential. So when we voted for the DSCT law, this is a platform uh, for all the governmental operations, uh, like an iCloud in uh, Silicon Valley, but not in some place, but it's an iCloud, and any person can uh, inhabit this uh, place, but it's a different space. It's not uh, a physical Silicon Valley, it's a uh, virtual one. In the same way, in filmmaking, other media, we need an innovative idea to make Ukraine attractive in that way. Not to mention a real unique uh, landscape, the nature, the natural resources, the beauties of our nature and our country. I think as a filmmaker myself, that there are very impressive uh, pictures uh, and it is impossible to make this artificially however much you invest, billions and billions, but you cannot compete
1: with God in that. That's his creation. There's great power in audiovisual storytelling. How do you think stories can change the world? We know... Unfortunately, uh, about
2: some tragic examples. When we uh, take uh, politics of Nazi Germany, uh, the uh,
3: most terrible, the worst uh, uh,
2: producer of the world, uh, Mr. Gabel's uh, quotation marks, of course, but uh, he changed radically the national idea of Germany and converted the country into that Nazi Germany, and then a nation that will be always ashamed for that kind of past. And we understand that the power and of words, speech, information policy that can influence the information and things that can influence information policy, regardless of the technologies. Goebbels uh, wasn't about uh, IT, modern technologies, it's about... Uh, uh, a person who can manipulate everything at once, the power, the information, uh, and the evil mind uh, to drive, and the opportunity, the most dangerous uh, thing. And we can see how audio and uh, video production of the time served the purpose, uh, adjusted, uh, and what kind of propaganda they produced in those days. I make no conclusion. Uh, with Nazi uh, Germany. But at different times, information policy influenced uh, things uh, differently. Um, presently, in this world, we have such a neighbor as the Russian Federation. We used to cooperate in um, film industry and uh, TV. We had the common market back 10 years ago. There was that content, Russian speaking, uh, which was popular with the Russian Federation, their population, Belarus, uh, other uh, CIS countries, uh, that is, uh, former Soviet republics, people cooperated, they shared that uh, history and certain uh, victories and tragedies. But after that, the information policy. Did what it did. Uh, They annexed part of our territories. Uh, We still have this warfare in the east of Ukraine. And we watch films not about the Second World War anymore. We watch films on this war. In the Ukrainian Donbass uh, and the events in the east. This is the catastrophe, the disaster of the information policy um, caused by a neighboring state. Yesterday, we watched uh, uh, some films about the Second World War, where Ukraine and Russia and Belarus uh, uh, fought together against Nazism, uh, the ghettos. Uh, Liberated Auschwitz uh, together, and yesterday we watched those films together, and now we are talking about different sides, taking different sides. So information policy is uh, a terrible, terrible weapon when it is weaponized, and it can be... Uh, a point of uh, unity, togetherness for the nations, a positive um, thing, and I started with this positive um, idea because of the energy and synergy of talents, uh, the storytellers, creative directors, artists, and millions of people are mesmerized, uh, and uh, so you create a world like Avatar, and people want to escape to that place where uh, some, um, which is not uh, on planet Earth, uh, they um, imagine worlds uh, like uh, on the uh, the Tolkien saga, and. Uh, Lord of the Rings, and so forth. We love these worlds. We uh, actually feel for the worlds and cross our fingers supporting uh, the characters. But there's uh, this terrible, terrible side of such uh, capacity of to influence people's minds,
3: actually
2: devastating the truth, changing history, and not thinking about posterity. And the legacy that um, uh, when they um, not say mom or dad as their first words, but instead uh,
1: some words of hatred, uh, this hate speech for the world. How do you see the future of television in the Ukraine? What what will change and what do you hope for, for the future and how television can play a, a role in, uh, in, in, in that?
3: I don't
2: uh, like just one thing, because I have experience in that, I don't like it when politics and big business have too much influence on TV, exercise the influence. TV should also be a friend, your telly is a friend, a companion. If you will, uh, people uh, uh, have some uh, pleasant pastime uh, after uh, their work, uh, and traditionally they share something as a family and friends uh, sitting at the table watching some sub- sit- sitcom and so forth. Uh, uh, a telly is a member of your family. That's my impression. Always has been, but now we can see politics influencing TV, and through TV, um, they would uh, offer some agenda coming from the big business. Actually, this is not just true for Ukraine In the US and uh, the EU. Uh, this is an opportunity, and instead of a companion, a family member. It now becomes a partner, a business partner, uh, who somehow appears in your room, in in your household, telling you what you should do. I don't think it's a good um, feature of modern uh, television. Otherwise, we can see um, many transition options. That's why people switch to Internet and Modern platforms um, because people understand that they are, be, uh, they are being fed, they uh, and they do not make the order, they don't not call the tune, and it's not uh, their money, it's not their time anymore. And uh, it's about content management, positive news content. Uh, well, uh, and anyone uh, and, uh, to want uh, to uh, own uh, music, video, uh, films, uh, uh, some horror uh, movies, uh, thrillers, uh, entertainment on special platforms, and there they can get uh, what their money can buy and what they actually want, not uh, what uh, uh, something that is imposed. Uh, they can uh, uh, pay less and watch the ads, or pay more and ha- have it ad-free. So they have the choice there. That's why I think these new platforms uh, should actually become a substitute for this modern TV, the way it um, operates now. Uh, But uh, nevertheless, TV, the format on YouTube uh, and so forth, um, uh, demonstrates that This type of, to me, is amateurish, uh, and people want to do something like uh, make it yourself. Uh, Content uh, with the U- YouTube and other media, they have the opportunity to star in their own uh, films and shows uh, tomorrow without uh, spending the money and uh, time on the education. In some cases, this is original and cool, but I don't think everyone is a great creator by birth. Um, Al Pacino and Robert De Niro. Um, so not everyone is Arnold Schwarzenegger. So, with the, uh, so that I mean, uh, those curious like Arnold uh, was a bodybuilder and became a great uh, filmmaker. It's not always possible, and uh, but people believe that they can be on the hype, so to speak, for some time. But uh, there are classical things. The golden oldies, the uh, films well made uh, with um, uh, great values and uh, always appealing uh, for the audience and the popular. And I think uh, uh, this hype, this um, chaotic uh, wave uh, will uh, subside and uh, uh, people will come back to human uh, emotions,
1: family, children, love, and things like that. Uh, Mr. President, it's been fantastic talking to you. Thanks for sparing time. And um, again, um, great to hear your thoughts. Thank you very much.
0: Content Ukraine On Demand, the virtual version of C21's latest international TV conference, got underway online this month featuring a range of keynote speakers, panel discussions, case studies and exclusive digital premieres. Leading Ukrainian and international media executives discussed how the country's television market is evolving and its ambition of competing on the global stage. Producers from Starlight Media, Film UA Group and Ukraine TV channel spoke to Michael Pickard about the creative opportunities in Ukrainian drama, how they're developing new series and the opportunities that exist to work with international partners.
5: My name is Michael Pickard, editor of C21 Media's Drama Quarterly and I'm delighted to welcome you to this Content Ukraine On Demand session entitled Evolving Ukrainian Drama. To discuss the state of the Ukrainian drama landscape, new trends and why co-productions can help the industry break through internationally, I'm delighted to be joined by Tyler Prostetska, scriptwriter, showrunner, creative producer from Starlight Media, Eugene Tunick, scriptwriter, showrunner and producer from Starlight Media, Alessa Lukyanenko, creative producer from Film UA Group, and Natalia Strybuk, chief producer of scripted content production department at Ukraine TV Channel and also a member of the Ukrainian Film Academy. It's great to have you all here um, to discuss maybe a bit more about the, the creative side of, of Ukrainian drama and, and how you're doing what you're doing um, and and perhaps how that will feature more, hopefully, on the international stage in the years to come. Um, Natalia, shall we just come with for you first? You're first on my screen, unfortunately for you. So um, if we start with you, I mean, just give us a, a bit of background perhaps to um, to your role um, and and how you see the the drama landscape in, in the Ukraine at the moment.
3: Well, of course, I'm not that lucky to be the first to answer this question. Uh, I still think that, first of all, we focus upon our viewers, because I'm the representative of a TV channel, of a national TV channel, which is a rather big one, which is focused upon the requests from the audience. And uh, in the end, still, we take into consideration some of the sales potential for our uh, um, air. But our live air is primary. The sales are secondary. But still, lots of products of ours are sold all over the world. And in this case, I'm not only speaking about the Russian language or post-Soviet space, but also about other countries. I think that... Um, our sales director could tell about that in more uh, details than I would, but we sell our shows for more than 30 countries of the world. How do we take that into consideration? Well, in fact, it's obvious that we've got some of the universal plots, universal genres. There is a similar request uh, beyond the territory of Ukraine. That is why in our portfolio, there are lots of successful cases in this context.
5: And, and you mentioned there that you kind of, serve the viewers I guess. so can you tell us maybe some of the trends that you're seeing what are what are the viewers enjoying perhaps maybe what don't they like in in that you're you know you're finding from your research?
3: well you know the audience in fact is rather mobile because yesterday we were the day before uh, yesterday we were speaking with you that there are certain changes in the needs to see uh, to watch uh, some of the new product with the lockdown we can see that the level of watching and viewing is changing the audiences in some of the segments are increasing in some of the segments they are living for digital but uh, still I would mention that now the request and the demand is for the lighter when you just watch something in the background uh, not that selective as it used to be
5: Mm -hmm. yeah I think that's uh, that's, a Perhaps a, mo- a modern problem, isn't it? That people want stuff in the background, maybe that they don't have to, uh, you know, concentrate on for an hour. I mean, um, Alissa, uh, film UA, ha- is that?
6: Yeah,
3: Yes, for it not to be scary and not too complicated.
5: No, absolutely. Alyssa, is that your kind of experience at film UA with the the shows that you've had over the last year or two? Are you seeing those kind of similar viewer shifts?
6: Um, I would say, you know, if we are saying about trends, I think, uh, I believe that we live in a unique time and unique country. What I mean, uh, because we have like unique uh, historical experience, if you say about like collapse of USSR, some political or econo- economical crisis, uh, and people who work now in film industry or in drama industry, it's a generation of people about 35, 40 years old. They are quite, you know, com- competent to reflect on these events yeah, and put it in the dramas. Mm-hmm. So I think the like landscape of dramas are very diverse. Um Saying about film U.S., it's like modern films, modern comedies, it's historical dramas, it's adaptation of uh, classic novels, it's thrillers, crime dramas, Newer, like I think everything where we can say about uh, ourselves.
5: Mm, oh no, fantastic. Wow. And so it's so a really, yeah, a whole breadth of things, but like you say, maybe informed by recent events and, and history. So that's that's very interesting. And and Eugene as a, a script writer and a show creator, is, is that something you're looking at for y- your shows or, or tell us how, how kind of your view is as a writer on the on the current landscape in, in Ukraine?
6: Yeah, we, we just like ask always themselves what's interesting, like happened in Ukraine, on what is happening now, yeah, and what we can bring to the world because, like, international co production is like one of our main goals in film UI. That's why, for example, personal me, I now like to investigate and start search stories based on real events. Mm-hmm. It could be detective stories, it could be social dramas, like everything. And we uh, involve journalists, yeah, make some deeper searches and uh, um, put uh, scriptwriters and showrunners and make uh, stories.
5: Yeah, great. Eugene, how are, how are things uh, at a writing level for you? How are you... Um, maybe using current events, like Alyssa says, to kind of maybe inform the shows that you're you're writing?
7: Yes, of course, we're trying to use uh, all the events that happen in our life. But uh, just for saying for Ukrainian landscape, I think that Ukrainian modern drama, it has started, I think in 1997, everybody uh, remember the series Rock Solana. Yeah, it was a historical show. Uh, we were young, I was young, but I remember all the episodes of the show because it was really talented. Um, and I think this show, its um, it made the ground for uh, for the next years of Ukrainian drama. It's like uh, uh, with the domination, with soap drama and melodrama, because nowadays more than 60% of Ukrainian show, it's a melodramatic series. But does it mean that they are bad or they are not interested? My colleague Tala, uh, she made uh, the, one of the best Ukrainian melodramas, Loving Chains, and... Uh, making these shows you have to have two things talent and quality yes because uh, not every ukrainian broadcaster won't uh, ha- have a lot of budget they want to give a, a lot of money to to product the series but if you give a lot of talent to your show it could be it could be very uh, popular and uh, even it's uh, even if, if, it's, uh, so social, if it's not so social if not it's so dramatic it could be very good as for me i made two series of Early Birds. It's a social teenage drama. It was released uh, three years ago. We made two seasons of it and it, the story is telling about the suicide of 16 years old teenage girl. It happened in the front of her classmates and everybody wants to understand why does it happen. And it was a really big social um, experiment for, for Ukraine because uh, uh, we didn't know what's going to be uh, and uh, the public divided into uh, two camps uh, because we We showed some themes like LGBTQ uh, and relationships with the parents and uh, self-acceptance. And these uh, topics uh, weren't shown on Ukrainian television. And public were like, no, we don't want it. The second camp said, yes, we want to see it. And uh, uh, also it was... um mm, like a social responsibility for the broadcaster so um i'm happy that we did it
5: yeah yeah and no, i was going to ask you about um early birds because yeah that was a show that um i noticed in my research for the the, the panel today that a lot of international kind of uh outlets had, had written about it and the fact that it was been such a huge success in in ukraine and and like you say maybe touched on some themes that uh, aren't usually uh, talked about i mean so how did you develop that show and and you know what were the, the messages that you wanted to to talk about because maybe they hadn't been before
7: um. For the first, I uh, I knew that I knew the time that uh, I want to create. some I'm sure it it should be about teenagers. I spoke a lot. Uh, I spoke a lot with the uh, uh, teenagers, and I had such uh, problems in my life. I've never had a bullying in my life, but I want to tell a story about it. And then I uh, talked with the public organization La Strada. It's an organization that worked with the United Nations organization, and they have. Uh, a special hotline and everybody who suffers from harassment, bullying or some other kinds of, uh, of the things uh, they can call there and uh, tell their problem. It's absolutely anonymous. And uh, they showed me anonymous stories of the teenagers and of uh, adult people also. And I uh, read it and understood that uh, I should make this show because there are too much of problems and we have
5: to talk about it. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, and then coming to to Tyler as well. Um, I mean, just from your view, I guess generally to start with, how, how do you see um, you know drama at the moment in terms of opportunities for writers, perhaps, and and as Eugene just said, you know, opportunities to tell new stories as well.
4: I'd say that uh, i agree with um, Alisa uh, about unique uh, situation in Ukraine, and uh, if we talk about um, modern Ukrainian drama landscape, uh, I'd say that. Uh, we are the territory for um, a wide variety of uh, creative experiments and um, Zhenia's uh, Zhenia's series is a proof uh, for this. Uh, Of course, we have a lot of predictable, um, understandable melodramatic and comedic uh, product, uh, but uh, over the five last years, um, I think we have a real breakthrough um, in uh, in our industry. Uh, I mean, each of my colleagues, Zhenya, uh, Lesya, Natasha, uh, is a bit proof of this. Um, and since everyone has a project uh, that has uh, become happening an event, uh, I'm talking about first swallows. Uh, I'm talking about catching Kaidash. I don't know how to say it in English. Kaidasha uh, <laughs> uh, about hide and seek. Uh, especially um, we as production, we uh, we are looking our own face, our own tune. Um, trying variety of um, genres uh, and uh, more and more often uh, we manage to create something original. Uh, Preciously because we are in search, um, uh, I think we have such uh, a range of uh, genres. Uh, noir, um, like I said, um, noir, costume drama, social drama, uh, parable, comedy. Uh, We're a big of big um, of Different genres, and uh, I think it's our uh, unique unique situation. If we talk about me, um, when we started uh, to create uh, love and chains, mm, I thought a lot uh, about uh, next thing. Um, someone said that um, Sirius uh, is a new novel, like novel was in nineteenth century. Um, now we uh, we are watching Sirius uh, as. Um, People in in the past uh, read the, uh, read the novel, and we want to create the story um, that would capture this this situation. I mean, uh, when people uh, can um, involve in, this, in history and uh, uh, watching the series like reading the book, uh, and I think that *Love and Chains* is the novel, not series, uh, is novel is a novel.
5: And Alicia, um, I, I would maybe speak to you about Hide and Seek as, as maybe one of your best shows. Um, would, you, would you counter that? Or would you say that that was one of the, the ones that, you know, does stand out for you that you've done most recently?
6: Yeah, yeah. I, I think it's like um, uh, this series got uh, international uh, acclaim. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, not, it's known in the world very well. Uh, and of course, we would like to repeat this result, yeah, and make, uh, and produce another great shows. But I think what was unique for Hide and Seek because it's like Ukrainian series, yeah, uh, it's noir, yeah, and it uh, revolves around a case of kidnapping. Because the story begins with the disappearance of a girl who goes missing just while playing Hide and Seek. But uh, there is a complicated scheme uh, of crime in which there is a tragedy of a father who has who had lost a child. Police misconduct, uh, you know, like uh, vulnerability of women in modern society, conformity of people, and other challenges of our time. So it's, um, it is about what universal problems. That's why I think it uh, get, uh, got so good international acclaim. Mm-hmm. The, one of Europe's largest broadcasting groups, the Deaf Enterprise, joined the project. It's early uh, production stage and it was a very fruitful collaboration because he's received international acclaim, many festivals tour, and so to many territories. Mm-hmm. So we are looking um, for a new such kind of series, but I also would like to mention another series which um, uh, uh, the specific Ukrainian because it's historical drama. It uh, says about a very tragic period for Ukraine when the Soviet regime started. Actually, it's story about our grandmothers and the grandfathers. It's tied to uh, the will be people. It's adaptation very Ukrainian uh, famous novel. And um, uh, this series uh, uh, was shot in Ukraine. Uh, This is just Ukrainian money, Ukrainian actors, but it also has international success because it was just premiered in South Korea, I think, like this week. (laughs) And it was shown in Estonia and also sold to many territories. And I think it's also a good example when we say about specific Ukrainian events, but uh, in the same time we, uh, sp- um, we say about uh, universal uh, issues like, you know, the struggle for independence, love, the death, uh, I don't know, uh, the betrayal and everything which could touch people like uh, all the world. Mm-hmm. I think it, it's something which can us unique and uh, interesting to the world when we put like specific Ukrainian events, yeah. But uh, we, but could uh, show it like international or from international perspectives.
5: Yeah, and and, and on that point, perhaps, um, with hide and seek. I mean, that was a very international show from from the outset. You know, the the mystery at the at the from the first episode and, and you follow uh, the dad, I think it is looking for his missing girl, which is, um, you know, it's, it's not something that we've seen a lot of, but you can see why it might be an internationally kind of popular the- uh, premise. How did you balance the international appeal of that show with making it something that was still very Ukrainian and still had its roots in the local market for your local viewers?
6: Yeah, I, I think we like used absolutely like local landscape, I mean locations, because it was unique some industrial town. Yeah, and maybe it's some visual style. I think actually in Ukraine, we have like one of the best Ukrainian cinematography school. Yeah, so our cameraman, I think very, very talented people. And this series, I think, has some specific visual style. But it says about um, understandable things. Yeah, especially understandable for like all parents, all the world, because when we say about missing child, yeah, it's it's touching us very much. Yeah, I think like all people in the world. So it's a um, specific location, yeah, specific style of shooting, but universal issues, universal problems. No,
5: definitely. Natalia, from from your perspective, of working for a broadcaster, how are you now developing new shows? And, and do you have one eye on the international value of maybe say, selling it overseas? Or are you still focused primarily on what you know, your local viewers will, will want to watch?
3: Well, definitely we take into consideration the sales potential of each product, because first of all, partially, it expands our creative horizons and it allows to offer our audience a bit of the broader spectrum of the plots and territories, I mean within the plot, and uh, some of the twists and so on, and the characters, but then, of course, so we always keep in our mind, all the potential sales for different territories for various ones, and yes, we're trying to mention some of the eternal uh, values to be mentioned in the more interesting, more relevant packaging to offer for our viewers and not only our viewers something which is different from what they see every day at least with some from time to time.
5: Definitely, and so maybe can you tell us about some of the relationships you're building perhaps with international partners? or distributors and, and working together with them maybe on, on some of your new shows? Uh,
3: yes, we've got some package of developments which take into account several territories within one show. Uh, those are the stories which are taking place not only on the territory of Ukraine, where we involve not only the citizens of our country, mostly, if I'm speaking what we develop now, those are detectives mm. investigations will take place well for the international crimes and the investigation oh, yeah. is taking place in Ukraine and in particular one of the most relevant story, is, which is under development now is on the territory of Turkey, because now we've got, as you know, uh, Black Sea which is common for both countries, and Odessa is the port which can be connected with the smuggling and some kind of stories like that. This story, which has the name The Black Sea, this is just the working title, uh, The Black Sea, we're speaking about human trafficking, about the illegal kidnapping of girls, ladies, and in fact, this is how we divide this project between two territories. One story between two territories. Thanks to that, we've got the potential of co-production and further sales. This is one of the examples.
5: And and Eugene and Tala, from a from a scriptwriting point of view, maybe Eugen first. I mean, how are you developing new shows? What kind of stories are you looking for? And and do you look do you look I guess overseas at maybe bringing different global stories together? Uh,
7: there are two ways for developing new series. The first one, for me especially, is harder because uh, it's based on the brief of the channel, the broadcaster. For example, TV channel needs some drama with uh, some special character, or it should be based on some. Uh, historical uh, events, or maybe on some novel, Uh, it could be many variants, and uh, also it could be the adaptation of some successful uh, TV show that was produced in some other country, and the broadcaster just bought it and tell the author, we want it, just do this adaptation. And. in this way, you don't create. You haven't created the idea. You have a bible, or you have the show, or, or you have the treatment, and you want to write uh, and work. about the rules that uh, somebody has set, yeah. And the second way, actually, it's harder, but it's more interesting. It's when you're creating your own idea and showing it to broadcaster. You're gonna pitch it, and you're gonna improve it, uh, uh, your idea, and it could be successful. If broadcaster uh, will believe it, it it's. it's. It's the hardest, as I said, but uh, it's always a risk for broadcaster because invest money, investing money in idea that created some author is not so... Uh, reliable thing yeah. yeah and it could be very dangerous but uh, as we see as Tala said catch the kaidash uh, it's uh, own Ukrainian idea that made the Natalka, Natalka uh, it's, uh, it's a it's a story that based on the novel uh, of 19th century um, written by Ivan Michalovitsky but in the modern way it's happening nowadays and uh, she um, made all the cal- characters she left uh, she uh, like the names of the characters, but uh, she put the story in the 21st century, and uh, the show was very popular among the Ukrainians because it's a great mix of drama, of humor, and uh, Ukrainian intensified. As for me, I'm looking the ideas in my friends, in my parents, <laughs> in my uh, colleagues, yeah, because actually, as I said, it's hard to work uh, when somebody created the idea, and I don't know what to do so that's why i'm trying to discover trying to watch what's happening around me and to put it on the paper and uh, then that will be a long way how to pitch this idea and uh, uh, maybe uh, after a few years uh, ukrainians gonna see it
5: (laughs) (laughs) i mean you you talk there about maybe taking risks i mean are you seeing ukrainian channels taking more risks now with with more platforms and and more places for people to watch TV, are they taking risks or the fact that you've also said that the broadcasters will pitch you an idea um, that would maybe suggest that they know what they want and, and they'd like you to write it perhaps?
7: Uh, Ukrainian streaming platforms—it's not so popular among Ukrainians uh, <laughs> now, but I hope it's gonna be in a few years, and uh, uh, there will be more risk ideas uh, in Ukrainian uh, drama landscape. And now broadcasters—they are divided actually, because uh, everybody wants to make some cool drama, but uh, also we—they uh, have to um, make something for. Uh, normal viewer, yeah, for 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 the women, for the men who's watching it, and there are gonna be some balance. So now we are trying to create uh, dramas that uh, uh, will be um, in uh, on the TV shown and on the platforms. It's a mm, it's a hard way because you have to uh, make it fifty and fifty percent, not so dangerous in some moments, not so. Uh, um, Critical in some moments, but uh, you have to make some your own idea and uh, um, do something that viewers on the TV, they they, they have to, to, to
5: watch. It. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Tala, I mean, is that similar to your experiences and, and what can you tell us about how you're developing new shows?
4: Yeah, it seems to me like everyone else. I mean, uh, it all starts from small fact or um, some interesting event or um, some paradox uh, behind which I feel uh, the potential of a whole story. And you know, then I get information, read, research, um, accumulate uh, material. Uh, I select an author uh, or start um, writing one-page synopsis by myself. And uh, whether they go to the channel or to the platform, now to the platform. Um, and then if they have some interest, um, we do the next step. But uh, after many years on TV, uh, I came to the conclusion. Uh, that uh, the best way to shoot uh, what worries uh, your personality personally I mean uh, if I have some triggers about something about some some event uh, I can uh, I can make this story uh, that has big potential Uh, and now I'm looking for such triggers for myself uh, in the world around me Uh, and um, If we talk about uh, my future project uh, that may be uh, interesting for the international audience, um, I have a dream. I'd like to tell um, uh, the stories uh, about unique people. And one of them is a Ukrainian uh, dancer, one of the best uh, dancers uh, and choreographers, uh, world choreographers uh, of the 20th century, Serge Mm. Lefar. And um, It is not a story, um, just beautiful story with beautiful people in beautiful costumes, not. uh, His story, his uh, biography uh, contains uh, many, a lot of uh, drama, a lot of um, unexpected events, uh, and um, a phenomenon that is so familiar for us. Uh, I mean, a cancel culture. And I'd like uh, to uh, tell the stories that uh, are, uh, that, that had happened. Uh, in in the past but is very actual for um for today.
5: Mm-hmm. I guess that following on from that I guess the challenge for writers is to create a, a story that speaks to local viewers, but also has that international appeal. So um, what's going to be the, the secret recipe, do you think, of uh, achieving that? Uh,
4: what we need, we have to produce a lot of them in, <laughs> in different genres. I mean, um, I firmly convinced that uh, now is the best time for uh, local stories with um, um, uh, national uh, specificity. Uh, I mean, if you have unique story, an unique story, Uh, And uh, if you have a high quality of storytelling, um, you uh, always find um, an audience for this story, and now we have a lot of uh, platforms, uh, streaming platforms, um, TV channels, uh, and uh, other uh, other ways for distributing. Uh, and um, I think we have to make a lot mm-hmm. uh, in. Um, and uh, I mean that um, if you uh, if you find your unique style, uh, you have the um uh, best ticket for five uh, next five years uh and uh, if we talk about ukrainian drama uh, i think that um we uh, we still to make um, a lot of experiments uh, and uh, our our drama is gaining strengths now and uh uh, become becoming more uh, more formed, uh, and uh, it is also our our uh, uniqueness. Uh, we don't know uh, too much about uh, ourselves for too, for for a long time, and now we are discovering ourselves for ourselves uh, with uh, another world. Uh, with all the world uh and uh we as sto- uh, storytellers uh become bolder and more uh, distinctive in the manner of storytelling so in the next five years uh i look forward to the to the emergence of spe- uh, special ukrainian drama
5: no fantastic alessa then it's um it's down to you the producers you need to start making more drama is that uh a challenge uh, <laughs> you're up for?
6: <laughs> I absolutely agree with Stella. We need to produce and produce and produce and don't stop because uh, do not lose uh, uh, what we achieved now. It's very important. At production, is a really important way. And I think we proved that we are cooperative. Yeah, we could uh, cooperate in the different stage of production from the early beginning or just distribution. And, uh, for example, FilmEway, it's a studio of uh, full cycle of production, yeah, development. We have, like, uh, like production and post-production. We have one of the best, I think, uh, studio in Ukraine of VFX, and we did a lot of for, for the world. And uh, I absolutely believe that in the future, like, in near five years, we see a lot of Ukrainian dramas, because uh, uh, we take an interest in ourselves now. It's compelling for us to make projects about our own stories and our country. And this is a true way to become appealing to the world too. So I, I hope and I believe that in the future it's a good time for Ukrainian dramas.
0: That's all for this episode. You can hear more discussions from C21's Content Ukraine On Demand by tuning in to the weekly review show on our C21-FM internet radio station and watch all the sessions from this year's event on our website if you're a C21 Pro subscriber. The podcast will be back next Friday. In the meantime, stay safe and up to date with all the latest international TV industry news and views by following C21 online, on mobile and social media. My name's Jonathan Webdale.